Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. You may remember back uh, August of 2020 was the shooting of Jacob Blake, a 29-year-old black man shot seriously injured by a police officer in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And uh, at that time, we uh, heard uh, one man, a pastor, who was speaking good sense, uh, and that was Pastor James Ward. And he had, uh, a, again, a message which is contained in his book, Zero Victim, Liberate Yourself from the Mentality of Defeat, that we thought really did need as much uh, recognition as we could find it. Uh, he is a pastor and founder of Insight Church in North College suburb of Skokie, and he and his wife Sharon have been married 20 years with two wonderful children, Hannah and Jonathan. Pastor, it's good to have you here face-to-face. What a surprise. I'm glad you just dropped by. Thank you so much, Al. It really is an honor. Thank you for the amazing work that you're doing, and I'm uh, really blessed to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Glad it worked out this way. The incident Mm -hmm. really thrust you into the national spotlight. I think you even had phone conversations with the the president, if I remember right, because we were scheduled. You were scheduled to be on this program, and you had to cancel because— you were in a meeting with the president, so yeah, that's right. Uh, maybe I could have canceled the president for you. I don't know if that would have been appropriate. Yeah. But, uh, well, let's, let me just ask, first of all, uh, is, uh, how is Jacob doing? I mean, is he mm-hmm. permanently disabled? Yeah. Yes, yes, he is. He's still yeah. um, uh, disabled from the waist down. And I say permanently believing, we're believing together that Amen. he's going to going to be healed and walk again. But I, I just want to say that, that Jacob and his mom, Julia, are wonderful people. Okay. Um, he's a young man that the nation doesn't know, doesn't know yet. Endeavoring right. um, to be a great dad, so proud of them and being part of our church and being there just to care for them and to see the very best for them. It's an honor to serve their family. And so they're, they're doing very, very well, very proud of how they've handled this situation. And um, I can just say that, that uh, he's a great young man. He really is. Yeah. Well, that incident uh, really drew you to my attention mm-hmm. because I was hearing you speak about the Lord Jesus. If we want to ever find uh, racial reconciliation or a recognition of our common humanity, yeah. it's going to be found in Christ. So talk to me a little bit about how you had the courage to make that message clear at that time. Sure. Yeah, it's it's something that, that prior to that, that moment and that, in, that incident, you know, I felt, Al, as though um, I was kind of like David, you know, David on the backside of the wilderness just tending to his father's <laughs> sheep, right. being responsible, and all of a all of a sudden one day here comes Samuel the prophet to call him into something yeah. really that he had been preparing for in secret. And the Lord has a way of doing that, that, mm-hmm. that what we've been preparing for in private and what we do in secret becomes public when the Lord is in it. That's and right. so that, that incident, although um, it was an unfortunate si- situation, was a great thing because it did launch our voice to be much more mainstream in terms of what we've been communicating in terms of what I call the zero victim mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. And just a short version of what the zero victim mindset is, the only innocent man that ever walked on the face of the planet suffered the greatest injustice that the world has ever known. Right. And while still in the process of being victimized, while the nails are still being driven in his hand, Al, he's already praying, Lord, forgive them. And it's that's the standard in dealing with injustice, it's the highest standard by which all other injustices are measured. And that provisions the love of God, yeah. the grace of God, the power to forgive. And because our nation has strayed from the word of God, from the truth of God's word, from faith in our Lord, we've, we've now begin to measure these social ills 
by human standards and by the standards of the gospel and the love of God. I say, Al, that we're not here to be on the left or the right. We're here to call people from the left and the right above Ephesians 2. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Mm -hmm. And so this is the time the nation is primed for this message, I believe primed for awakening, and folks are ready to hear something and see something new. And I I think the Lord is calling us to help serve his interest in the earth during this time. Amen. I love, uh, according to Ephesians uh, 2 there, uh, Mm -hmm. being seated with Christ in heavenly places. For a lot of believers, that's not a reality. Uh, You know, it's there in Scripture. They believe it when they read it. But they don't quite know what what does St. Paul mean by that? What do you say? I I think it comes back to um, what I call identity crisis. We really don't know who we are. And anytime uh, any of us are operating with identity crisis, we're not going to be effective uh, to the extent that God calls us to. And that is where uh, we have to get back to good doctrine and good discipleship to know who we are uh, as kings and priests, as God's ambassadors. But Second Corinthians 5.20, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Yeah. That gives us our identity and our mission as believers. And when we know that, then now ambassadors have the responsibility of engaging to affect the culture instead of being affected and influenced by the culture. And I, I simply use this um, this idea that the, the nation, the condition of the nation, is the church's spiritual report card. If we want to know how well we're doing, how effective we are as a church, look at society. Well, you know what? You look yeah. at society right yeah. now. The church is not doing so well, nope. um, and we got to do a much better job. And so we are we are ambassadors of Christ. I think that's that's something that we need to engage and to demonstrate to the world. We're not against anything. We're for Christ. And by simply being for him, for his word, then you'll see all the, the kind of positive impact that comes out of it. Uh, just a quick quote. One of my favorite preachers is Charles, Charles Spurgeon, and he says this, the gospel is a caged lion. You don't have to defend it. All you have to do is let, let it, it out. out. Yeah. And so we're just yeah. here to let out the word of God and let it let it do what God has um, inherently empowered the word of God to do yeah. in society. I was just curious, did you get any reaction from yeah. the police? No, no, no reaction from the Kenosha police direct they were encouraged by our efforts and i think yeah. the approach that we take yeah um, i would, but, think, but I I would have, think so too yeah, yeah and i have you know friends who are in law enforcement and they they really celebrate our perspective you know i have a great friend who's uh just retired as a uh, police chief in the town where our church is great friend of ours and i and i would always tell him if i do my job right it'll make your job a whole lot easier you know i can i can yes. help keep the jails yeah. empty if I can keep preaching the gospel. And so uh, we have this vision and some initiatives that we're working on right now that I would really love to see pastors, politicians, police, and parents come together. And I think that if we can start to get some of those folks together to really begin to talk about the importance of spiritual and moral law, which yeah. we've gotten away from, yeah. everything cannot be solved in the civil law arena. And that's all you hear about in America is everything's right. politicized. And I say that the problem with dealing with civil law alone and getting away from the foundation of spiritual and moral law, the problem is this. You can't legislate morality. Nope. You cannot make better people through civil law. We've got to come back to the foundations. Yeah. Proverbs 11.3 is so if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? We've got to rebuild some foundations in our, nations, yeah. in our nation right now. And you would, th- you would think Christians would really be uh, very aware of this. St. Paul teaches law didn't uh, transform us. Yeah. Grace transforms That's us. That's correct. You know? Are you part of a network? Uh, are you building a network uh, for this message? We are. We're so encouraged that a broad coalition is building across the country. Um, as we're reaching out to uh, heads of organizations, um, thinkers, uh, thought leaders, we're reaching out to uh, corporate leaders, religious leaders around this zero victim message, this zero victim initiative. We're actually working really hard now 
uh, for this message to actually become a um, an initiative, what I call a zero victim community development corporation. Um, we honestly, in our hearts, what we've seen with, for example, the impact of critical race theory and Black Lives Matter and some of these these social social political movements that are pervasive. But as believers, and I say this with with humility, they don't represent our values and our collect and our convictions. And so we're wanting to launch an alternative to those things in the name of the Lord. There are problems in society, and we're yeah. called to do Matthew twenty five ministry that Jesus says, "When I was hungry, you fed me. Right. When I was in prison, you came to visit me." There are problems in the black community right now that need our attention. And we're called to be good Samaritans. And Jesus tells the good Samaritan, "You go." He tells us now, "Go and do likewise." That there's yeah. a place for us to show empathy and compassion on behalf of the Lord to impact society in the name of our Lord. But it's not a situation that we're here to call folks into into guilt or anger or frustration or something to be politicized. It's simply us being it's the fruit of us being yeah. uh, who the Lord called us to be. And so we're we're wanting to build a coalition around that in terms of us as believers just doing what God has called us to do, being the church and letting letting the society get the benefits of us being salt and light. Yeah, I would think, you know, people would criticize you saying, well, you're not taking, you're not tackling yeah. the problems of society. Yeah. You're yeah. just talking about uh, faith. Yeah. And uh, I imagine you get that all the time from people. We we do hear that from people, but we're, we're tackling the problems in society in a deeper way than they ever could. Yeah. Again, uh, going back to the heart, you know, passages like Matthew chapter 7 or Jeremiah chapter 17, for example, says the human heart is deceitful, is desperately wicked. Who can know it? And and here's my short analogy. When you talk about are we tackling the problem in society, here's my short analogy, Al, that if you give a righteous man the launch codes to our nuclear arsenal, everyone can see, sleep safely at night and not be fearful, even though the power to destroy is in his hand because he's ultimately righteous. But if you give an unrighteous, wicked man with malicious intent, you know, a, a, a glass or ink pen or stapler or anything, you have to be fearful because his heart is wicked. <laughs> and we've gotten away from the mandate in society to create better people. Yeah. Uh, we're character. We're in a character crisis right now, and we're in a parenting crisis, and a number of different things are escalating the problems that we see, we got to go to the root and um, dealing, for example, what we're happening, seeing in society right now with division, with racism and things. I tell folks all the time, you got to deal with the root. And if you don't deal with the root of sin and victim thinking, the fruit of racism yeah. is just going to grow back. We got to right. go to the root of it. It's a, it's a moral depravity issue. Um, it is. It is interesting. As old as I am, I've seen mm -hmm. a, a lot of race discussion ever since my yeah. teens when I began kind of taking an interest. And it's really disappointing. Yeah. Uh, to see there, there's more, at least on the surface of it, there's more hostility yeah. uh, in, uh, today than there was back when I graduated from college. And at that time, I think we probably thought, you know, we're kind of over the hump. And it's, it turns out we don't know. How, these problems go deep. They go deeper yeah. than we imagine. The assertion of our common humanity created by God, redeemed by Christ, yeah. is really is really the only answer That's correct. To, to any permanent solution. To your point, and I, I, I want to encourage your, as a resource, your listeners to go to, go to my website, jamesewardjr.com, and I, I tackle that in my, in my latest book, Zero Victim, yeah. Overcoming Injustice with a New Attitude. Yeah. And the short, the short version of it is this. The reason we see no answers to these is, these issues, these complex socio-political issues, is because our perspective is too low. We're under them. And I use the analogy, and I write about this in the book. You know, Al, every day has been a sunny day. Even though it's raining outside right now and it's cloudy, every day is a sunny day 
when you reach the right altitude. I mean, anytime I'm, I fly on an airplane, I'm amazed that there's a thunderstorm, but as the plane goes higher, you eventually break through the clouds and there are no clouds. You rise above the weather patterns. And I think that we've got to elevate, I say, altitude, attitude, and altitude go together. We got to call our nation to a higher way of looking. And then we look down on these problems instead of look up, looking up at them. And we'll have, we'll have the solutions that God intended for us. Well, Pastor, thanks so much. Yes. I, I'm so uh, pleased and honored that you decided to drop in today. My pleasure. And thanks for uh, having me. I will uh, we'll, uh, keep the conversation going. Yes, anytime. Right? It's always an honor, man. I love to keep it going whenever, whenever we, can, we can. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Pastor James Ward, again, uh, we'll have uh, all the. Uh, Linkage information at our website. James, pastor and founder of Insight Church in the North Chicago suburb of Skokie, Illinois. He's the author of Zero Victim, Overcoming Injustice with a New Attitude. I'm Al Cresto.